Bibles out now and open them up to the book of Luke. As Esteban Pineda says, I want you to look at Luke. Uh, I don't know if any of you have seen the new uh, uh, Gang Life magazine that comes out. They bring it out every, uh, about every other month. Have any of you seen it? The new one just came out. But there's like five articles in it. Three of them are from the Hayward Church. Uh, that, that's something else. I was saying, look at this. I just, I just got it on my desk yesterday. And, and, and there was an article from Nicole. There was an article from Eddie, Pastor Eddie in, in uh, 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 Sacramento. And there was an article from Esteban Pineda. Uh, and there's only five articles. So out of the three, Hayward was able to contribute. Listen, that's really, that, that thrills me. I'll tell you why. Because that's my desire. That's one of my dreams. That's one of my goals. To have our church, uh, 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 you know, contribute to the vision of Victory Outreach. That's, that's, what, that's, that's, my, that's what I want. Our church to contribute to the dream and the vision of Victory Outreach, which is Pastor Sonny's and Sister Julie's vision. Okay, so when I saw that, I said, all right, they're contributing. And that's what I want you guys to do, contribute. We have a number of people all over the place. We have like about three people at the uh, 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 East Coast Training Center, three people at the West Coast Training Center. We got people all over the place. Uh, I mean, Alan's getting ready to go to someplace, hallelujah, huh? someplace, probably Manila. I'll just tell you that, okay? Don't tell him. He won't know, okay? But Alan's getting ready. He's in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, we got people scattered all over the place. We even got people in Hayward. As quiet as it's kept. As quiet as it's kept. We got people in Hayward. As loud as it's kept. Oh, all right. Just want to make sure we got people in Hayward. Praise God. We get in Jerusalem. Luke 9.62. Now, I had plenty of time on the plane, another reading to get ready for different sermons that I was trying to put together. And God was giving me stuff. But when I got back and when I heard about what my wife spoke on Sunday morning, I heard it was real good. I haven't heard the tape yet, but I'm definitely going to hear the tape. Uh, did, she get, did any of you feel like that $100 bill? Uh, did any of you feel like that? Uh, see, I, remember I told you it was going to be worth it just coming for the... Remember? Didn't, wasn't it worth it? Just coming for the illustration. I already used it in Manila, hallelujah. But I didn't have $100. I used 500 pesos. I think that's like 12 bills or something like that, $12, you know. But that's what, I used it already over there. Because uh, it was such a powerful illustration. I got to steal this thing. Hallelujah. She stole from me before. You know, there's a saying in the Pineda family, thou shalt steal. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, especially good stuff for sermons. And so uh, uh, when I heard what she had done, and God just prompted me in my heart. And he's been dealing with me and stuff like this lately anyways. But he told, you know, it's like God spoke to me to speak a sermon tonight that I've spoken before, which I very infrequently do. But God has been telling me, Steve, speak some of what you believe are classics. I would call this one of my classics. If you don't, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I'm going to speak a sermon, and you'll, some of you remember, it's called, And Now, The Plow. Because it's that time right now. My wife spoke about that. And she said, some of you are not living up to your full potential. Well, this is going to, you know, it's going to be like, hallelujah. Uh, and now, the plow, because we're going to get a new building soon and very soon. We got to go to work, people. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get down and dirty. Luke 9.62. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the and looks back is fit for the service or the kingdom or service in the kingdom of God. Father, I pray you would raise the people fit for the kingdom. Fit for the kingdom. Qualified, not disqualified. Individuals, Lord God, that will work out their own salvation with fear and trembling and will receive, Lord, all that you have for them. That they would deem this important. Value serving you so important. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody together said? Amen. Amen. Greet one another one more time with the love of the Lord. Shake a few hands prior to your being seated. And now the plow.
Praise the Lord. I'm a little jet lagged too. I haven't been able to sleep. We had prayer at 6 o'clock this morning. Jose and Kim stayed at my house last night. We stayed up till 4.30. I didn't get to bed till past 5, and then I got up at 6. And then I had appointments I had to do, and so I haven't really been able to sleep too good. But tonight I will. Amen? Because I'm going to preach for three hours. Uh, got to sleep after that. No, no, no. Uh, but usually jet lag doesn't hit me, but it's been hitting me a little bit this time. Okay. Here in Luke 9.62, again, this is a sermon I believe you know, God gave me years ago. It's time right now to bring it out again. Okay? And you've, you're the ones that have been chosen to hear it. Uh, this is more or less like a Sunday morning sermon, but I've already spoken on a Sunday morning. So now we're going to deal with it here on Wednesday evening. Everything that Christ did or said was always, and I've mentioned this before, very meticulous. Okay? Strategic. He didn't just beat the air, so to speak. Paul says, I don't, run, I don't do things like beating the air, Paul says, the Apostle Paul. In other words, when I do something, I want to make sure it strikes. Remember, remember there was a, Alexis Arguer, the guy that used to fight? Uh, he got beat by a Pryor. He said, look like Pryor. Hallelujah. Huh? Ah. <laughs> uh, but he was bad, this guy. He wouldn't waste his energy. He would, everything he'd do, he'd, he'd always hit. He'd always connect, by and large. Okay, until he went up and waiting. Oh, oh, oh. Pryor. Aaron Pryor was waiting for him. The guy was bad. Uh, but that's the way Paul says, I'm not just going to strike things because that's not good. And Jesus was the very same way, okay? He didn't just beat the air. He didn't just shadow box, not at all. Everything he did and said was with a purpose. That's what we're going to be covering in, 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 in our leaders' classes, the purpose-driven church. There's a church that we're going to be trying to uh, learn from down in L.A., in a Saddleback Church. They say, we don't do nothing without a purpose. So they've written a book about it, the purpose-driven. And that's the way Jesus was. So here in Luke 9, when Christ uses the figure or the illustration of a farmer with his hand on the plow, it was very carefully and very meticulously thought out and chosen by Jesus. See, the Jews, the Israelites, okay, like people from the great metropolis city of Santa Paula, okay, they are known more for their farming, okay, and they too, in turn, know about farming. Remember I've said it before, the Jew, he wasn't very nautical. He was not Popeye the sailor man, no. Uh, he didn't even like a spinach, all right, or he could grow the spinach, but he couldn't eat it. All right? He was good at farming, but he was not very good at nautical. And whenever you read, like in the book of Revelation, or most parts of the Bible, whenever you hear the word sea, S-E-A, the sea, it means what? Mystery. It means a mystery. Because it was a mystery to the Jew. He, he was, being out in the ocean for the Jew was very mysterious. He didn't know how to navigate too good. Okay? He'd get lost. The Jews that got on boats, the Bible says, had a lot of faith in comparison to the rest of the Jews. Okay, so they were more landlubbers, farming type of people. So when Jesus uses this illustration, okay, about farming, the Jew knew. He knew exactly what Jesus was talking about. When it came to the sea, he didn't know too much. But when it came to the, to the dirt, the soil, the toil in the soil, the plow, farming, the Jew knew. That's the reason why here Jesus uses the illustration, example of the plow, because the Jew knew. That plowing was the most difficult, the toughest, the hardest work in farming a field. And you and I have been called, Victor Average, we're going to be farming some heavy fields. We're not called to go into, by and large, uh, Black Hawk kind of territory. Uh, man, if we use the plow there, we're going to mess up. Mm, just the way some of you dress. Already, you know, you're going to mess up the field over there. Huh? Because there are more, you know. I mean, just be preaching. Most preachers, you know, if you want to farm in black hockey, dearly beloved, I am here to put you to sleep. Not victory outreach. You ain't going to go to sleep by and large. Boo! See, I'll wake you up. Ah, 
I mean, we're, we're like, you know, old yellers. Hallelujah. Figure that one out. And, and don't call me a dog. Hallelujah. But we'd be yelling. Ask Pastor Ed. Yes! Ah, ay, 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 ay. So here, see, some of the fields that we're, we're called to go to are going to be hard fields to plow. Sowing of a seed was rather easy. It's an easy ministry or in work. Okay, it's easy work in comparison to plowing. Okay? Sowing the seed is simple. Anybody can just grab the seed and just throw it out. Throw it out. You got to do a little bit of, you know, stuff before, before you sow the seed. But by and large, it's, it's, just, it's not hard. That's the reason when it comes, my friend, to the ministry of evangelism in the kingdom of God, even babies in the Lord can do that. It's not that hard to evangelize. To put up a flyer is not hard. All you need is scotch tape. You know, can I put up a flyer? In your tree? Oh, great, thank you. God bless you. See you later. And then to a pole, you don't even got to ask it. You just hit it. There it is. That's not hard. You know, oh, brother, so-and-so, he's bad, man. He is a pole's bad. <laughs> Practicing my tennis, you know. That's simple. Poles don't talk back. Uh, you know, uh, that kind of work is not, not hard work. It's easy work to throw out the seed. Are you with me? Okay. But when it comes to plowing the field, this is a lot more heavier and a much more difficult work. Plowing a field, especially a new field, okay, it, it demands more of your time, your talent, and your treasure. It's more deeper than that, than just evangelizing. That's the reason why I've said before that Victory Outreach, okay, is good, even great at evangelism. We're, we're even great at that, okay? But, you know, like in doing our dramas in our place, we can, we can pack out places, thousands of people come. That's not hard. What's the hard part? The follow-up. Calling them up, doing this, bringing them to church, giving them rights. That's plow work. And that's where we're at right now. Uh, can the, the simple work, that's not, that's, anybody can do that. Hey, brother, you know, this and that. But to really follow up on people, get them here, bring them here, sit them down, you know, have them listen to the sermon, giving them tapes, praying for them, laying hands on them, praying them through. That's difficult work. Plow work is not easy work. And Jesus, that's what he's trying to bring out here. See, we can reach the masses. But keeping them is another story. Sowing seed is a lot easier in comparison to plowing. Within Victory Outreach, my friend, we need to get better at the plowing process. Uh, we're okay, but we're not that good. We got to get, if we're going to grow the church that God has called to do there in Hayward, like Joe was talking about and prophesying about right now, it's going to take work. Nitty gritty dirt hands. Hallelujah. Okay. See if anybody's been around. Not too many. There was a nitty gritty dirt band. Well, we're going to have the nitty gritty dirt hands to the plow. It's time to get dirty. I hope you're ready. Uh, we got a lot of lava soap in the spirit. Uh, so we got to get better at the plowing process. Biblically speaking, evangelism, seed planting, outreach is a lot easier compared to inreach, compared to education. That's what we got to get. We get better educated. And that's where we're headed, especially in acquiring our new building. See, follow-up plowing is a lot more difficult. Even reaping is a much lighter and brighter time in comparison to plowing. Stay with me now. I don't want to lose you. Even reaping. Okay. What do you do? Plant and what? Reap. The planting and reaping process. I talked about the planting process is easy, but even the reaping process is easy, especially when you're hungry. Uh, shake the tree. Ooh, give me an apple. Uh, that's pretty simple. Anybody, I, I used to pick... Strawberries, and I used to pick avocados for a dine or for a living. I used to pick, you know, uh, oranges, uh, grapefruits, uh, lemons, 
You get cut up a little bit, especially with the lemons. You know, you got to know how to do it. But that's rather easy in comparison to plow work. The in-between. Okay, what goes on in between planting and reaping is what? Plowing. Okay, and that's not, you know, uh, that's not that easy. Reaping is associated with a time of reward, triumph, celebration. Remember, there's a song that I use a lot of times just to sort of mock avant-garde Christianity. I'm not going to tell you what avant-garde means, okay? Some of you don't know what it means. But I use a song. You know, not, not, it's not kumbaya. I have another song. That sort of, I used to knock and mock avant-garde Christianity. It's called, Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing. Man, I'm out of tune. Bringing in the sheaves. This is, you got to come rejoicing. Reaping, that's bringing in the sheaves. You see, so, you know, a time of reaping is a time to rejoice. Because, man, hey, I'm going to get fat. Look at them avocados. Hoo-hoo, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> well, maybe you have seen a little bit. <laughs> or a lot, it depends. Uh, so it's a time of celebration. Uh, but plowing is a completely different matter altogether. Plowing has to do with some pretty difficult and disturbing things. Okay? It's a lot of drudgery. A lot of same old, same old. What goes on in between? Let me give you a few for instances regarding what it involves plowing. Okay, first of all, plowing involves the use of the heaviest farming machinery of its day. That you knew that. Not just anybody could handle a, a big plow. Uh, not just any Johnny come lately could just get behind the plow and, you know. Ooh. See how hard it is? Uh, not just anybody could do that. I mean, if the plow was heavy, you had, you had to go, then, then you had to train the, 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 the bull, the, whatever it was, the donkey, whatever you had, whatever you had to be. I mean, you know, you just took a few steps, and they're supposed to be straight rows. And already, like, you know, earthquake, you know. It wasn't easy to handle the plow, and the Jew understood that, okay? Not any anybody could do it. Then, my friend... We're bringing in the plow and we're using the plow shear to cut up into hard, rough, difficult soil. It involved, my friend, the breaking up of hard, familiar ground. It's not just anybody could do that. You had to be good at it. You had to be a pro at it. That's why growing a church is not going to be easy. You got to be a pro at it. You got to get good at it. We got to disciple you. We got to teach you. We got to train you. But if you're willing to be trained, then hey, if you want to learn to handle the plow, then we're going to grow. If you don't want to learn to handle the plow, we ain't going to grow. Simple as that. I should make the altar call right now. Notice one. Uh, I want to teach you something. See, once you brought in the plowshare and you broke up that hard ground, air and light and water and some other substances and chemicals, okay, they were exposed to this former, stale, undisturbed dirt. That, you know, formerly that dirt was undisturbed. I'm going to use the word a lot, und- un- undisturbed. Because in other words, it's just right there, hard ground, parched ground, uh, and all of a sudden, wham, here comes the plow. The dirt gets mad. What you doing to me? You plowing to me? Hallelujah. Uh, you're messing with me. You're disturbing me. Leave me alone. Don't tell me about Jesus. Take it on down the ramp. Uh, don't be telling me about Jesus. 
See, I'm using again that word undisturbed a lot and for a reason. Okay, formerly undisturbed soil. Again, when we do the hard work of plowing, we are exposing that soil to a lot of unfamiliar things. And the soil, at first, is not used to all that air because it was covered, didn't have no air. It's not used to all that water. Um, it's not used to it at all. It's not used to the light. Ooh, the cooties. Um, and I'm talking about some of you from before. You weren't used to the light. Uh, I mean, you know, the neighborhoods and the neighbor that we deal with, the barrios that we deal with, the barangays that we deal with, the inner cities that we deal with, they're not used to the light. You live there. You ex-cockroaches. <laughs> what do cockroaches do? They like to hide in the darkness. Eepies. Hallelujah. Ah, they like to And all of a sudden, here you come. You shake up their ground. And all kinds of eepies come running out. This is a little guy. They're running around. Woo! Jesus loves you. You can change your life. It doesn't like that message of salvation. It's going to react different. Ooh, that light hurts me. I hate it. Ah, I want to stay in darkness. I don't like all that madness over here. Uh, and so it's going to react in rebellion. It doesn't know how to react. That's the reason why Christian discipleship is not easy. What we're called to do to use the plow, I'm talking about Christian discipleship. Not about easy, easy you know, planning and telling people about Jesus and all that stuff. No, following up, staying on them all the way till they become all that God has called them to be. And we've got people here that are called to be ministers and pastors of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a hard process. Are we ready for it? Are we ready for it? We got to be ready for it because God has called this church to go throughout the world. And we can't just send out any Johnny come lately. We send you out there. You don't even know how to handle the plow. You're say, what are you doing sending me a guy like this? Uh, we need some strong warriors. They're going to go out there and help. To go take you, and, including Hayward. Hayward has some hard ground. Say amen because you used to live here. Yeah. Well, you still live here. Uh, so genuine Christian discipleship is not easy. Okay? Especially when, you know, you phone people up and you're following up on them and they get all upset. Quit calling me! Huh? Some of you have done that here. We've called you. Praise God you're here now. Then they say, who was that? That was that Victory Outreach people. Ah, because we're pretty good on the phones. See, just about anyone can get saved or become a Christian. But to be a real disciple, that's a different story. Ah, so while sowing may be relatively easy, plowing is not. Sowing is easy. Plowing is difficult. Are you with me? See, in plowing, okay, you have to come in and mess with the traditional. Stay with me now. Okay, the traditional. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, but, but I'm Catholic. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm Methodist. I'm a Jehovah Witness. I'm a Mormon. I'm, I'm atheist. I'm late to work. You know, I'm, you know, they'll give you all kinds of stuff. And you say, oh, okay, fine. You know, if the first answer will, get, will stop you from working, man, they, they got you already. Uh, so it's going to be, in other words, we're bringing the plow into some heavy traditional families and, and neighborhoods. They'll say, well, no, 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 I am this. I'm, the, I'm not religion. You know, I don't need that right now. In plowing, you have to come in and put your plow and overturn any number of customs. And shake up, you know, any easy-going human nature. And human nature likes to be easy-going. We don't like to be shaken up. 
You know, I mean, what's happening, Holmes? Same old, same old. We like that. Uh, don't shake my tree. I'm comfortable with same old, lame old. I like like that. Uh, don't, 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 you know. I mean, even growing up in my day, there was a song called, I like it like that. I just, I like it like that. Don't mess with me, Holmes. I like it like that. Uh, I was like a number one song. I like it like that. Uh, they don't like change. They don't like to be disturbed. See, you have to disturb people who like only to follow their flesh and not break the custom of the same old, same old routine. Uh, and that's not easy. How many can say amen to that? It's, it's not easy. You're going to get all kinds of disturbances come back your way. See, when someone comes in and begins to call sin, sin, and it's wages, hell, and death, people just don't like to be disturbed like that. But somebody's got to do it. I don't want people to go, I'm going to heaven, I don't want to go alone. Uh, I don't want people to go to hell, do you? No. So we got to stand in the gap. And we got to bring in the plow. See, the type of field that Victor Average goes into, by and large, is a field where people like to party and live it. That's, the, that's what we're called to go to, by and large. You know, party all the time, party all the time. Party, party, party. Where's the party at? Hey, party people, you're a party pooper. Uh, they like to live it up. Go for all the gusto you can get in one day. Uh, that's the kind of people we're dealing with. How many of you went to the mighty men of valor? Remember Pastor Son, uh, Timothy when he spoke? Remember when he was preaching? He says, listen, God told him to go witness outside the bars and the clubs or the dance clubs. And they were witnessing the people, but then he, he said, man, but, but all the action is inside. And he was giving flyers. They were giving flyers. The, 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 the youth were passing out flyers outside the clubs. But everybody just get and go right in. Get and go right in. Finally, he says, man, God spoke to him. And he went and he told all of his soldiers. He says, all right, guys and girls, are you ready? For what? He goes, we're going in. We're going in. I mean, I think that's going to be famous someday. We're going in. I mean, I was like, ooh, we're going in. Uh, so they went, I mean, they went right in. That's plow work. They went right in there. And then one of the guys used to run the club. So he says, can I have the, just like they did in the, in the, in the drama. He says, can I give a minute? Let me have the mic for a minute. And that's when Oscar De La Hoya was in one of the times. He had them close up the whole nightclub just so he could talk to that one guy about Jesus. Um, plow work. It's not going to be easy, but we're going in. Amen? It's time. Uh, we need to understand that. But we're, we're, again, we're dealing with people, you know, that, that like to, you know, live it up. We deal with a, with a so-called lovers and Casanovas who think nothing of adultery who think nothing of fornication, who come to work and, and back to work on Mondays bragging about the, their weekend sexual exploits. Uh, you work there. You know what I'm talking about. What would you do this weekend? Oh, I thought you were never going to ask. Well, you know, man, I went to, and I was with, and I, and I, you know. Oh, all these, we, that's who we're dealing with. So when you tell them, okay, that a great lover is not a guy who can, you know, who's been with a number of women, okay, it's not a Don Juan de Marco, but a real genuine lover is a guy who can stay with one woman and please her in all areas of life, all his life. In other words, a real lover is not a John, uh, Don Juan de Marco, but a Don Juan de Jesus. Don Juan de Jesus. They get disturbed. 
That disturbs them. <laughs> Don't rain on my party. Don't rain on my parade. That's not easy work. Uh, that's when we're turning over and plowing the hard heart. And we're allowing for the, the fresh air and the water of heaven and God's word to penetrate their dark side. Are you with me? Uh, when light is able to be shined into darkness of a man's heart. See, the bottom line, church, is that people don't like and they resist change. Uh, people don't like change. They don't know that it's for their good, by and large. I don't want to go to the Christian 12-step. Brother, you've been stepped on all your life. You better get over there. But they don't even know it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Hi. My name's Steve, and I'm a pastoralic. <laughs> you know? Or something like that, you know? Oh, I don't want to get to that fourth step. No, 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 no. Put him in a straitjacket. Don't let him leave. No! It's a killer. I gotta deal with my. Can we have more steps? Uh, can I take this again? This was fun. Man, I. Shush, they're asking me to do everything. I'm, whoo, I'm so popular. But they didn't know this. See, change is good for you. But we don't know that. I mean, I know who I'm talking to. Been there, said that, done that, tried that. Let me put it that way. Uh, well, we don't like, you know. Uh, like Manny was talking about when he preached the other day. Uh, when he was sleeping out in the car and his wife came and said, go to Victory Outreach. <laughs> and went back in the house. He need to go to Victory Outreach. No, I don't need that. But look at him now. Uh, change is good for you. But we don't like that. Uh, see, throwing out a little seed their way, that doesn't really hurt people. When you just, Jesus loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not that bad to them. They can take, you know, a street meeting or driving by a street meeting or something. People can take that by and large. But when you bring in the plow, wow, uh, that's hard work. They don't like that. Humans are pretty much conservative by nature. Selfish and tight by nature. Yeah, we are. All they want is your money. See, they don't even understand the principles of tithings and offerings and the good that the finances do to help people. Uh, by nature, we are Godos, tight wads. That's what we are. We're selfish by nature. We don't like the plow. Ah! Ah! And the first time you tithe, I did that. Whoo! Uh, we go home and that pastor conned me. Then uh, the next day, there's a blessing right on the corner because you did what we asked you to do, what the Bible asked you to do. Then you see the good in, in doing what God has asked you to do. But it's not easy work. See, Victor, we're called to do that. Some of you are going to go pioneer and pastor works where the hardest neighborhoods anywhere. It wasn't easy coming to the East Bay. Uh, coming and saying, okay, people, Jesus loves you and he can change your life. My wife and I are here to stay and start a brand new Victory Outreach Church. Come. Enter. That's not the way it's done, man. We had to plow, 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 plow. Uh, it's not easy kind of work that we're called to do. Um, see, we just flat out don't like change. We resist change. Even in Christianity, once you become a Christian as well, uh, this seems to hold true as well. We like better to do things pretty much same old, same old. 
the, the same old way. The way we were taught, that's a lot easier. It's not as foreign. It's not as disturbing. And we're called, my friend. Some of you are going to have to start getting out of your comfort zone. You've got to start changing. We need your help here. You've got to start involving yourself more in rolling up your sleeve and going to work. And that's not going to be easy. See, it's the very nature and this very nature that is the enemy of progress. That nature that we don't want to change. So we don't progress. And in reality, the plow is a symbol of change. And the Jew understood that. For when the plow is doing its, its, its design duty, its design work, things, you know, are going to go through changes. But that's what the plow stood for. See, the plow, if, if somebody were to wear a plow around, instead of a cross around their, 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 their necks and stuff, it, it stands for change. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should still get some of us to get some, you know, plows here. And we're going into a new season. We're going into our new buildings. And we're going to need plow workers. We're going to need people that are working out their own salvation with fear and trembling and coming to classes. And taking, learning, reading books, studying, getting involved, doing what they're supposed to do. Because it's time to roll up our sleeves and plow. Now, getting back here to Luke 9.62, as I get close to closing. Okay, Christ was preparing his disciples for the hard and difficult task and work of pioneering Christianity, literally. Okay? In other words, they've been living in the Old Testament scriptures. Now Jesus is ushering, ushering in the period of grace. He's bringing in a new order. Okay, he's, it's, an, it's an order of love. And the Jewish people were not used to that. They were used to 613 rules and regulations and laws that they live by. But that could not get them to heaven. Because that would just show you how difficult and how terrible you were. But it had no grace to it. It had no salvation to it. You couldn't get to heaven by following those 613 rules. Because the minute you broke one, you were destined to go to hell. But now Jesus is bringing in the, you know, the, the period of grace. But it was not going to be easy. Like the work we're called to do is not going to be easy. This sermon, please understand me. Keep breathing for 15 minutes. Can you keep breathing for 15 more minutes? Because I've got I to turn the corner here, and i got to bring the plow right down your, your heart right now. Uh, I've got to get it in here. But if you let me, watch what can happen. Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to take the plow to disturb people's hearts, and they don't like that. But you've got to do it anyway. And thank God, you know, like some of you have children. I don't want to go to church. Man, I, listen, you're older than them. You know what's good and what's wrong, wrong and bad and what's evil and what's not. You know what it is to sit in them jailhouses and, and rot by, from stupidity. You know what it's like to be out. Don't, just keep telling them, no, son. If you want to go the route that I went, done it, fine, it's okay. I'm not going to knock it because I did it. But man, I'm telling you, that's not the way. This is a better way. Living according to the gospel. You'll have blessings upon your life. The choice is yours, but the results are reserved for God. Okay. So what was Jesus doing? He was preparing them for a new era of religion. Okay? He had to prepare the disciples to deal with the Jews. He had to prepare the disciples to deal with the Greeks. He had to prepare the disciples to deal with the Roman government and the Roman people. Did you hear me? That's what he had to do, to, to deal with those three types of people. Okay, that, like pioneering a work and starting a new church, is not easy. And Jesus wanted to prepare his people, his disciples, for that type of work. That's the reason for his illustration and his example of the plow. The disciples would have to invade the heavy world of Jewish custom and Jewish tradition. And that was very, very, uh, you know, traditional. Like I said, with 613 laws. All that stuff. Uh, now, they'd have to preach the law of liberty. 
okay, and the confinements of grace. Don't figure that one out. That's very deep. What I just told you to me is deep. I'm going to read it one more time. You assess if it's deep or not. It is deep. And you're not going to figure it out, but just stay with me. Don't get off the bus. Okay? What they had to do, they had to go preach the law of liberty and the confinements or the boundaries of grace. Because grace has its confinements. Grace allows you to do anything, but it has its confinements. Okay? See, the disciples of Jesus, okay, they would have to use the plow to pulverize the prejudices of the Pharisees. Did you hear me? Please, don't get off the bus here. All right? They'd have to come in and, and deal with the Pharisees like Jesus did. The hardest group that he dealt with was the Pharisees because they were stuck on the law. They were stuck on legalism. Uh, uh, then they'd have to allow the words of Christ to fertilize their hearts. That would not be easy. Why? Fertilizer stinks. Doesn't it? Whew, we were driving the other day. We are someplace, remember? Oh, I think it was in the Philippines. Uh, in some area, you know. We went to the Gaitai. We went to the Gaitai. It was real beautiful. And then we came down from the Gaitai. Woo. You know. And that's when I saw the guy plowing. There was a little kid plowing. And I thought about the sermon. But that's when they were, they were why? Why did it smell? Because there was fertilizer there. Uh, and Black Hawk doesn't like fertilizer. And neither does A Street. They don't like fertilizer. Uh, it stinks. Ooh, you Victorian people stink. Ah. Uh, then his disciples would have to deal with the Greeks and their politics and their intellectual pride. Uh, because the Greeks were very proud people. The Jews were into their, you know, all their laws and we are God's chosen people. We are the apple of his eye. Everybody else, Gentiles, heathen. We are the Jews. We are God's chosen people. Uh, so they had to come in and say, no, 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 God, for by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. Come on, God's chosen us. No, 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 you got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. They didn't like that. And then he had to deal, they had to pioneer the work with the Greeks. And the Greeks were very proud people. We invented this and, you know, and Aristotle and Onassis. Uh, well, some Greeks know what I'm talking about. Uh, but back in those days, see, the Greeks in America now are not that proud. Uh, but man, back then, I mean, they invented everything. They were like, you know, philosophers, the Stoics, uh, the, you know, euphemism of the cacophony of the, all that stuff. Uh, oh, you know, poets, and, you know, they were philosophers, and, you know, the world, and this, and, you know, the, the platypus of the isthmus of the uh, race of the they were they were very that's proud people what can you teach me young man huh and the disciples that Jesus chose were, were rough dudes they were from the they were from the streets they were they were guys from fishermen and all that stuff huh how are they gonna you expect me to listen to you Psh, I graduated from you know Athens Tech and we stole the, from Olympus of the, uh, you know, proud people. That was not going to be easy. Do you know any proud people? You can answer me. Do you know any proud people? I know who I'm talking to. 
I mean, I got some family members. I got some partners. That's good for you, Steve. Hey, bro. I guess. Whatever, whatever does the trick, bro. If that's what you like, hey. But, bro, I won't be caught dead going to church. Uh-uh. Not, 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 not I. Uh, that, that, that's good for you. Brother, you know, they, they don't even want to figure out what happened to me. They prefer not to. They don't want them to go there. Uh, because if they do, they might end up getting saved. Huh, Hallelujah. Uh, they don't say, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want to. Uh. So that was going to be hard work. Then the third group that he was going to have to deal with, the Greeks were very intellectual and proud. Then the Roman government that was in control of the world and all its material things back in those days. To this type of soil, Christ's disciples would have to bring the plow. The Romans, hey, to the Roman government, might makes right. Listen, Greeks, you might be intelligent, but we're in control. Uh, listen, Jews, you might have all that, you know, uh, Torah and Koran and all that stuff, but you're our servants. Might makes right. We're in control. All roads lead to Rome. Uh, and that's us, just in case you didn't know it. Uh, see, Victor Outreach, we too have our field. Hard and proud as it might be that we need to plow in as well. That's why this sermon to me is so important. Because see, Jesus was preparing the Jews and, and, and his disciples to go in and, and deal with this, these kind of people. That's what we're trying to do to you here tonight. It's an important sermon. We've got to get you ready to go to deal with proud people, intellectual people. Because we're not just going to have people from, from, from drug addicts coming to our church. We've already been prophesied about that. Things are happening. Yes, that's our target area. But all kinds of people are going to be coming. No, 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 no. I don't know how to talk to him because he's, he's, he's got his PhD. Well, wear your BVDs proud, hallelujah. Uh, and tell him about Jesus. Hey, as for me and my house. And what are you supposed to say, young ladies? As for me and my what? Blouse. We're going to serve the Lord. Don't get all men out of shape over the, you know. What have I told you before? People come over here and maybe they have their PhD you know, their first degree from Sanford, their second degree from, from Berkeley. But when they come to Victoria, we give them the what? The third degree. Oh, yeah, but what you going to be like, huh? Uh, see, what are we going to do with our field? Because the Bible says that if you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. Uh, see, church, one of the worst things a plowman could do when he was plowing a field was to look back. Because that's what Jesus says. Let me read it again. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. See, that backward glance would cause a number of hindrances to the work in the field. You start looking back, man, I had it better out in the world. I had more friends in the world. They treated me better in the world. You start looking back, you're going to be in trouble. You're not going to plow the right kind of a field. Listen, you're a Christian now. Let's go about God's business. Forget about yesterday and looking back. See, the point that Jesus wanted to make was that when a person, you know, once, you know, once they had their hand on the plow, then they look back, they lost their vision. They lost their vision. I mean, we, we have the vision of victory before us, what God has called to do. But the minute you look back, you lose sight of your goal. You lose sight of your vision. Uh, they're trying to go forward while looking backward. That doesn't get it. You can't do that. Don't cut it. Uh, at least not a good field. It don't work. 
That individual has lost the ability to look ahead. There's no vision for their future at all there. Progress is almost impossible insofar as success is concerned. That's why vision is so important to us. We have to keep our, our eyes focused on what God wants for us. And that's where we're headed right now. We're heading to a new building, but that, that building is not the end. It's not the goal. It's the means to the end. Did you hear me? That's all that building is. We're going to be able to do a whole lot more work, but that's not the end. The end is when we send people out, when they go to the four corners of the earth, when they go into Hayward, when they go, into, when they go in here to Jerusalem and, and, and cut it up big with the plow. That's the end results. Ah, listen to me as I close. Jesus said that the person like this who looks back is, is a word called it disabled. That's what he meant. He's not fit. You're disabled. You ever seen disabled people? They can't do too good of a work. And I would dare say there's a lot of you here tonight, you're disabled. You are disabled. Uh, you need help to get on the bus. You need help for this because you're not helping yourself. You're not working your own salvation out with fear and trembling. You're not fit right now for the kingdom of God. Resolve in your heart today on this Wednesday and, 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 and backing off my, my wife's sermon on Sunday morning, you're going to get yourself prepared. You're going to make yourself fit for the kingdom of God. You're going to study. You're going to get in there. You're going to do the God is called. You're going to learn how to handle that plow. Tough as it might be. I mean. kick the coffee. I think you can stay over there. All right. Let's go. Uh-huh. And now the plow. Don't be unfit because your testimony loses its effectiveness. Okay? Christ was trying to tell and to teach the disciples as you and I should learn here tonight that ultimately a person's going, doing, becoming, okay, is determined by their vision. Their vision. See, people say, what you say is what you get. It's not true. It's what you see is what you get in Christianity. Not necessarily what you say. It's what you see is what you get. We eventually turn our feet in the direction where our heart is looking at. What are you looking at? You want to get a husband? You want to get a wife? Then if that's the case, when you're in church, you're not going to be looking at the king of kings. You're going to be going like this sometimes. Hmm. That's what you're going to be looking at. What are you looking for to come into church? I mean, hey, some of you might think that's weird and odd and funny, but I've seen it happen. I've had ministers on my ministerial staff that women have come in here and through their patience and loving concern have picked them off and they're no longer here because they knew what they wanted and they got it. Uh, and poor, they're not where they're supposed to be uh, because they lost their vision. What you're looking at is very important. Demas has forsaken me, the Bible says, having loved this present world. And I've preached on that before. What it means is that was his centrifugal force. Demons is centrifugal force, which keeps him going, which keeps you, you know, like a good boxer, you have to have good, have good centrifugal force. A good athlete, you have to have good centrifugal force. It's the thing that keeps you going. His centrifugal force was the world. Okay? Once he saw what he wanted, he went for it. And that's what he got. He got the world. But he didn't get Christianity. He didn't get what he wanted. you got to stay focused. That's what Jesus is trying to tell us here. The plow guy, that he's, he has to stay focused. Yes, there might be this over there. Yes, there might be that. But you got to stay focused. You know, my wife and I, we got married at a pretty short age. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm saying this now. Never said it before, but I'm going to tell you now. 
Uh, but I believe God allowed that because I believe we were focused. We were focused. Uh, I mean, to this day, I, I, you know, I love God more than I love my wife. And I love my wife a lot. More than, you know, but I love God first. And she does the same thing. Uh, but because we were focused back then, we're still focused today. Uh, we're plowing, we're going, we're going headed towards the Lord. That's the main thing. But the minute you start, you know. You lose focus. You lose your centrifugal force. Jesus says, no, stay focused. Keep your hand to the plow. Can you do that? Because if you can't, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. There's some of you here, you're disabled. You're not fit right now. It's easy to tell. Um, But where we're headed right now, we're all called to plow. It's plow time. My wife preached about that Sunday morning, and now come back on it as well. We need workers, laborers. People are going to get... Discipled and disciple others. We've been talking about this. A lot of the men, men right now, the men are not in this church where they're supposed to be. And I would dare say even the ladies, but the ladies are a lot better off than the men. A lot has to do with the building, and I'll grant you that. We've been trying to do what we can without a building, but the building's coming. Uh, so we're going to start getting, we're going to have so many classes, we're going to have all these things happening, going on. And I want that thing to become a campus. I want the men... You know, I wanna, what I want to do, I want to put a whole bunch of flagpoles, but not raunchy little Mickey Mouse kind of poles. I want poles, nice poles. When they drive by, they're going to say, whoo, what happened to that place? That's Victory Outreach. Oh, okay. Lights. People always driving around. What happened to that? What is that? That's Victory Outreach. They're having, man, I thought you were supposed to have church on Sunday. Well, to them, every day is Sunday. Hallelujah. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah. How can we tell you've lost focus? I'll tell you how. When you've lost the ability to pay the price. When you're no longer paying the price like you used to. When the price is right, you're wrong. Because you are no longer going about above and beyond the call of duty. The extra mile has turned into standing in place. You're not going the extra mile no more. You're standing in place. You're even shadow boxing. Paul says, we don't beat the air. Everything we do is meticulous here. And there's some of you here, you haven't been going the extra mile like you should. Especially when you first got to say, you're willing to do anything. Now you're standing in place. The Jew knew. How about you? Every head is bowed and every eye closed. Spirit of God.